There's so many great things happening in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people, people of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ, we put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're all on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Kayla Mayer, our producer, Paul Sodic, our technical producer, coming to you through the studio at the Archdiocesan Catholic Center in St. Paul. Hey, in case you missed it, Pope Francis gave the Church a new apostolic exhortation on October 4th, entitled Laudate Deum, a follow-up to his encyclical Laudato Si from eight years ago. Here to talk about the contents of this new apostolic exhortation and about Catholics and the climate crisis is Adam Fitzpatrick, who serves as the Social Mission Outreach Coordinator for the Archdiocesan Center for Mission. Welcome back to the program, Adam. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Patrick. It's good to be back on. So now my understanding is on October 4th, we wrapped up something called the season of creation. Can you take us into that? What is the season of creation? So the season of creation is an ecumenical celebration of creation, which takes place from September 1st to October 4th. This is actually, it's been going on for a number of years, even before Pope Francis decided, hey, Catholics should be in on the celebration. Patriarch Bartholomew, who he quotes in Laudato Si, is a key part of the season of creation, and now that Pope Francis has taken it on, it's also grown to, to new heights. This, this period is good for our own reflection on creation, and October 4th is important because it's the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, so that's where they chose as an ecumenical group to close this season of creation. It makes total sense to me, and uh, St. Francis, of course, so affiliated with uh, so many elements of creation as well, and, you know, it's a, it's a good thing, and especially there's a lot of coincidences going on here because we've got St. Francis's Day on October 4th, where we're honoring him, from whom Pope Francis, of course, took his name, and so, and as the culmination of the season of creation, Pope Francis uh, issues this new apostolic exhortation, Laudate Deum. So um, take us into that. What is Laudate Deum? And obviously significantly released on St. Francis's feast day at the close of the season of creation. What is it? Um, I I will admit I have not yet read it. So I I did read it because I'm when I see a new document from the church out, I read it pretty much the day it comes out because that's just my that's my leadership style in terms of the of how I manage my ministries. I like being well informed on what's going on. Laudate Deum is a nice, it's a nice size. It's an apostolic exhortation, which in terms of church levels of authority is still, is pretty significant. Um, But it is an an 18 page document, so it's nicely accessible. I like, I like, I'm going to like giving this as a resource for people that want a quick, concise method of what is going on with some aspects of the climate crisis, but also concerns about international response. So the Laudate Deum is looking at three major things is one is a response for others as to why for for concerns on why they haven't responded to the climate crisis yet. Second is looking at the history of international agreements and expressing some joys, but some disappointments about what has happened in terms of the multilateral agreements from from across the world. Um, and then he is always consistent in Laudato Si and in Laudate Deum 
to be looking at the idea that climate change is borne by the most vulnerable. And as such, we have to be paying special attention to the poor. He does talk a little bit about loss and damage reparations that that were that for the global south because that's been a key part of the cop 28 cop 28 lead up is this loss and damage i might be wording that incorrectly but um the other piece is that international trade and agreements have often led to poor the the poor bearing the brunt of the pollution and waste Hmm. um we also see this locally in our twin cities area because the areas that are held by the most poor individuals are the ones where we place new industrial factories. It's where we put exposed contaminants and it is where, where we develop and leave very little green space to deal with the urban heat Island effects and other pollutants that come forth. Hmm. So uh, for those who might be unfamiliar with Laudato C, um, Maybe just give us a little background on that as well. I mean, it's obviously it sounds like some of the themes are repeated between Laudato Si and Laudate Deum. Um, so, uh, but that perhaps is a longer encyclical that was actually promulgated about eight years ago, as I remember. Um, so, yeah, yep. maybe give us just a, a bird's eye view of Laudato Si as well. So, Laudato Si came out in May of 2015. So, you're right, right around eight years. Um, this document was the first. Con- comprehensive teaching of the church on the environment. So a lot of popes have made statements and addresses to different audiences about various pieces of the environment. And there's some mention of the environment, particularly going back to Vatican II, Gaudium et Spes is a little bit on the environment. And popes have written other messages in very small sections of encyclicals, usually a paragraph or two on the environment. So Laudato Si is culminating a lot of that information from bishops around the world and creating a comprehensive teaching on the environment, which already existed, but was not fully developed into something as comprehensive as Laudato Si was. Laudato Si is also looking at the basic idea of integral ecology, which is the idea that we live in an interconnected relationship with all things. And so when we act in the world, our decisions have to be focused on the environment, how we are affecting our environment and how we are affecting our neighbors as well. Mm. Yeah, these are themes that obviously the Catholic Catholics should be aware of and responding to um, based on that. And Laudate Deum, as I understand what you were saying there, Adam, is that it's kind of a it's it's kind of a check in some eight years on on some of the main themes of Laudato Si. Is that correct? Yep. And a, and a more urgent call to action. So Laudato Si was really trying to build up what is what is the environment and an integral ecology look like as mm. a base teaching to start from. Laudate Deum is saying with these extreme weather events that have happened with elements of temperature rise, sea level rise, quality of fresh water going down and seeing a lack of urgency and action in international international agreements and lack of enforcement on international agreements. So Pope Francis is trying to spark more urgency. So it's not like just a check-in. It's also more of a, hi, we need to start responding more now because this is looking like, this is going to look very bad 
if we don't respond to it. Yeah. And part of our Catholic moral tradition is also we are responsible for the actions we commit and the actions we neglect to do. And Pope Francis is saying we can't ignore what's going on yeah. any longer. Yeah. Okay. We're speaking with Adam Fitzpatrick, the Social Mission Outreach Coordinator for the Archdiocesan Center for Mission on specifically uh, Pope Francis's new apostolic exhortation, Laudate Deum, a follow-up to Laudato Si. And as we're talking about that, Adam, one of the things that strikes me and occurs to me is that some of the things you mentioned seems to be it, they need to be addressed from a governmental level and maybe from a, a corporate level and things like that. How would you say that Laudate Deum and specifically Pope Francis's call to urgent action affects the average pew sitter in a, in a Catholic church? I mean, what is it? What difference does it make in my life? It in our lives, it gives the. What is our example as Catholics is really the question that Pope Francis is looking at here is like, so how do we live our own lives and how do our own choices create demand for actions which might be harmful to the environment? And so it's calling us to look at our purchasing habits. It's calling us to look at like how much energy we use in our own houses. It's like, are there ways that we can create more renew renewable energy? Are there ways that we can conserve water or use rain barrels to collect water for certain instances? Now, he's not giving any of these specific solutions. Some of those are also coming from my own work, working with the Care for Creation team serving the archdiocese. Mm -hmm. But for the average Catholic, if we're, go if we're going to address this crisis, we are a key population that can be the example of how we want to how we want to live and how we invite others in the rest of the world to live that's not involved in Catholicism. Yeah. Um, I think Pope Francis's two commitments in this document that he repeats again, everything is connected and no one is saved alone, also calls us to look at how we have relationships within the community and is the space of our tent enlarging as the global synod theme is really striking home mm -hmm. with. Yeah, and it occurs to me, too, because some of the themes that you're talking about there, purchasing habits and care of creation, even in our you know local spheres of influence, things like that, are things that are, are stressed by others in our archdiocese. I know Dr. Christopher Thompson in his Green Thomism, uh, Jim Ennis in Catholic Rural Life talks about the morality of eating and purchasing and that sort of thing that we that we do. And so a lot of this does strike home. But another thing that occurs to me is that this actually plays a role in our own um credibility and viability as Catholics who want to spread the word about Christ, obviously, in the larger world, too, and saying that, hey, Jesus is is the one who created all of this. And so um, as Catholics, as his followers, this is something that we need to be concerned about as well, right? Yeah, because what and whatever language we use, and I've heard several different sets of language used just depending on the various audiences I'm a part of. So the idea of either being in right relationship sure. with the environment, in shalom with all of creation, or stewardship of resources is are all ways to express a similar idea of we have to care about what is going on around us because it is it, if God created all of the universe, which we believe as Catholics, then yes, it is our responsibility to help take care of it and to notice when problems are arising. And a key way to notice the problems are arising is looking at extreme weather patterns that are happening even in Minnesota. Now, we're not getting as destructive of weather patterns as, say, the global south or even the west and the east coast of the United States. 
but we are getting more significant snowfall. We broke records for snowfall last year. We've had months of drought and we're maybe coming out of what is technically drought conditions because of all the rain we've had in the last week and a half. But it, I only mowed my lawn twice this summer because it didn't rain that much. And that's abnormal. That's extremely abnormal. So it's inviting us to pay attention to these patterns as the signs of the times and then say, what can we do in terms of our own lives? But then also having conversations with people in our community and with local elected officials. Those are all possible things that we can do to say, hey, we need more action on this. Yeah. So just in our last minute or so together, Adam, I wanted to ask you, are there specifically, I mean, a lot of things you talked about, great individual suggestions or suggestions that can be enacted by the family. Any group things that people should be aware of, any efforts that are more, uh, you know, perhaps wider than just the family that are going on in the Center for Mission that people can be part of? Yep. So we have a care for creation team that serves the archdiocese, which is also, we are also connecting with other dioceses to develop a Laudato Si statewide chapter of Minnesota. And this group will work, works on developing prayer and educational resources. We are in conversation with a lot of groups doing environmental work on the ground so that to inform more of what is happening so that we can speak with our own local elected officials and some of our national representatives as well. And the other thing in terms of thinking in terms of church, things we can do as a church is look at our land usage. Are we watering our lawns when we don't need to be watering our lawns? Are we planting native grasses? Are we looking at renewable energy in our buildings? For example, parishes can apply for the Net Zero Pathways program. We were chosen as a pilot diocese by the Catholic Climate Covenant to to implement a net zero pathways program so there's a grant going on through the catholic community foundation the deadline's today but i know a number of parishes have been working on this grant for a while so they're going to select four parishes to work on a pathway to net zero um and i think in terms of churches the message i would invite and invite for all of us in the catholic faith is looking at our own ideas for development do we need to build more or can we recycle or reuse places that are already in existence for church as churches or as whatever we might want? Sure. All right. Well, great suggestions from our guest, Adam Fitzpatrick, and grateful that you have joined us today on Practicing Catholic to uh, give us a give us some, yeah, some boost in terms of our, our idea of creation care and how we can live that out more fully as Practicing Catholics. Adam, thanks for joining us on Practicing Catholic. God bless you and all you do. Yes, thank you, Patrick. Thanks for your time. Keep up with everything going on at the Center for Mission at centerformission.org. And to read the Holy Father's apostolic exhortation for yourself, just do a web search for Laudate Deum. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released. Go, go.